Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on the YouTube channel and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening or watching. It is Denise Salcedo, and joining me here today is my special guest, Alex Lajas, Queen of the Ring. Alex, thank you so much for joining me once again. This is going to be a very exciting uh, episode of the show because we got some major news. We're coming off this big week for AEW, and also, uh, you know, it's it's was pretty much known news but now it's official official CM Punk will be at the premiere of AEW Collision but before we get to all of that I just want to thank everybody for being in here and if you are in here and you guys want to help support this show help support this podcast get your opinions your questions your thoughts your hot takes your rants whatever it is right here on the show you are more than welcome to send in a super chat those keep us funded keep us going and also get you know also help me pay uh, my guests for today Day, Alex as well so that's uh pretty much how we row here today so we'll make sure to get those uh going here today um all right so let's get to it let's go um let's kick things off actually with double or nothing Alex I want to get your quick thoughts on how you felt about the show so overall with double or nothing I liked it I thought in the beginning, some of the matches were a little clunky after the Battle Royal. I really enjoyed the Battle Royal with Orange Cassidy. The final moments between Swerve and Orange Cassidy were a lot of fun. Um, but like I said, it was a little clunky. I, I have been seeing people online saying that it's the worst AEW pay-per-view. I think maybe not. I don't think it was the worst AEW pay-per-view. Was it maybe mid as MJF would like to say, maybe, maybe it was. But towards the end, once Chris Statlander came out and got that TBS title, I think that we were going strong. I know a lot of people wanted the main event to be the world championship. I personally do think that it should have been the world championship because that match was very, very good. And I, in my eyes, I think that the match really elevated Sammy, Darby, and Jungle Boy to a level of stardom that maybe they've needed a little bit more uh so overall i think i think that double or nothing was good you know i i hope that some of the stories that happened at double or nothing come to a close that's my number one and i think I that maybe with, with tonight's dynamite we probably did see that but overall double or nothing i'm gonna give it one thumbs up one thumbs up. You're just one, one day. And that's, hey, yeah, one like, thumb out of two is not too bad. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, though. I definitely did not think that Double or Nothing was a bad show in terms or or let me rephrase that. I did not think that it was, well, actually, I didn't think it was a bad show. And I didn't think it was the worst AEW pay-per-view ever. Like, I think that some people are saying that I think it's a little bit too far-fetched. And because I really do think that, you know, you mentioned the Battle Royal. I loved the Battle Royal. I have gone and said this multiple times on numerous shows that I am not a fan of battle royals whatsoever and this one really got me like completely invested I loved uh, seeing Orange Cassidy and Swerve Strickland just go at it that was incredible and the reason I can definitely say that this was not the worst pay-per-view was because I loved love loved the four pillars match and that anarchy in the arena match I mean both of those really completely stole the show and made it utterly it made it like it made it worthwhile to be there for those two matches in specific. And then, of course, Chris Statlander coming back and defeating uh, Jade Cargill, ending her streak, becoming TBS champion. Even seeing Karen Jarrett go out there and, and hit the guitar shot over on Aubrey. I mean, those <sighs> moments 
right? Like, that's why I can't say that this was like the worst AEW pay-per-view or anything like that. Yeah, there were some, you know, maybe booking decisions that weren't so great. Some of the layout of the show wasn't too great. I thought that Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, I thought it was a horrible match. Like, I was not interested in that at all. I kind of thought it killed the crowd a little bit, but everything else I thought definitely worked out for what it was. And, oh, and I didn't like the open house match either. That was another match that I didn't like. So aside from those two matches, I was a big fan of Double or Nothing. But I do want to start off by saying one thing, though. This San Diego crowd that we had here tonight, damn, kudos to this crowd i did think they were a better crowd than the las vegas crowd and i'm just gonna go ahead and say it i would really actually like to see double or nothing next year take place in san diego and <laughs> i don't know i just thought the crowd was really really good i think uh it maybe should be in atlantic city just because it's closer to me <laughs> no no more this is what i get here's the thing really quickly sorry i know we're gonna start a war here between the west coast fans and the east coast fans oh no and too many shows going over in the east coast i'm done with it we need more shows in the west coast this has literally been like the first year in a while where we've had a legitimate like a pretty good amount of shows out here in the west coast but even mm. then it's nowhere near what the east coast gets so no we need more shows in this area that's why i said san diego i'm like san diego i'll drive two hours to san diego it's so much better than driving to las vegas but we won't start the west coast east coast drama on here let's get these super chats because they are rolling in uh we got lone wolf who says i'm so hyped for cm punk's return at collision uh we got chris Ludeck who says hey denise hope all is well do you think mjf keeps the title till 2024 does his own summer of punk 2011 angle and loses the belt to punk here's the thing guys there's still and we're going to get into all of this but to answer chris Ludeck's question we still have unfinished business between mjf and cm punk i still want to see that in fact i still need to see that and but at the same time it's like do you have because we still don't know all the details of whether or not there's going to be a legitimate brand split, right? That's been a rumor that there's going to be a brand split between AEW Collision and AEW Dynamite. So because we still don't know all of those details, it's like, if they do a brand split, do we get another title? Uh, do we get another title that we see only on Collision? Or do we just keep the one title? I know MJF's going to be on both shows from because they promoted him on... Uh, they promoted him on collision and you know his picture was there and all of that so i'm assuming he's definitely going to be on both shows so i guess they wouldn't have to make an additional championship for that but what do you do do you take the belt off of mjf at some point and give it to cm punk and have it be his third time and then the third time for it to finally be the reign that we've been inspect expecting what do we do here i think eventually that's going to happen but i don't know if that's going to be because of collision like i do think that punk is going to have a third reign with the world championship um but i don't i don't know if it's gonna be anytime soon going into collision um but i have been on a few other people's podcasts like maybe we should get other titles on collision and everyone's like no across the board i'm so. a one belt girl i'm good with mjf <laughs> going back and forth I am too. I like before we get mixed up with like titles on which shows and there's also 
I don't even know what's going on with the other company when it comes to other titles. So with this company, it's just keep it simple. One title. You know, we've got the AEW World Championship. It would be cool to see more of maybe the TBS Championship on Collision and TNT Championship on Collision as well. Maybe split it up a few weeks where we see some of those belts on their respective shows. But having other titles, I don't see it. But I think that MJF is going to keep the World Heavyweight Championship or World Championship so many belts. I'm so, so confused, but sorry, I think uh, we're having a little earthquake. Um, I kid you not. Sorry, a little tiny one, like a really, really tiny one. Um, guys, for those of you who do not know, I live out here in Los Angeles, and I'm pretty sure we just had a very, very tiny, tiny earthquake. Um, was it unless of my anger of the titles, I don't know. It was very, very, very tiny. Um, I would have to if someone here can go check the uh, news here really quickly. Usually these come up on the radar very quickly. Um, I think it was one of those things where it might have been somewhat nearby and I just caught like a tiny little bit of it very, very small, but enough for me to be like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm from New York. I don't know what that means. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, no big deal. Like we've sat through like there's been like massive like here's there's different types of earthquakes there's those big ones where you're like oh my god this might be it i gotta do something right and then there's some that are kind of like a little sway where you barely feel them and you're like wait a minute i didn't make that movement that was the earthquake that i felt right now the one where it's like wait i didn't move my desk who no, did was, this that was way too calm of a reaction for me Denise. No <laughs> I've, been, I'm a Cal I've been here my entire life sorry guys let's get back to the <laughs> You know, I love how you describe the big one as like, oh no, this is it. Like if I was in the same room as you and you said that, I'd be like, what does that mean? Are we gonna die? My whole life, my whole life. If you are a Californian, you will get this. Your whole life you've been hearing the big ones coming, the big ones coming, the big ones coming. But whenever we get something that's more than like five point something, I'm like, oh my God, is this the big one? <laughs> like, what do I do? You know, because like, they say t they've been scare scaring us with this for like the longest time. But yeah, this one was just like a little <laughs> tiny little thing. But anyways, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, I want to thank our lady and savior, Chris Statlander, for, the end for ending our long National Nightmare Sunday and delivering the best TBS match ever tonight. Uh, her and Nyla Rose definitely killed it. Before we talk about that, um, were you bummed to see Jade Cargill's uh, reign as TBS champ come to an end? No, I wasn't bummed to see her reign come to an end. I hope that when she eventually does come back, they acknowledge the accolade a little bit more because 60 and 0 is pretty huge. Now it's, you know, 60 and 1, but uh, I wasn't mad. I think it was a it was bound time. I totally was expecting Taya Valkyrie to win the TBS title, but ha to have Chris Statlander come back, like I've seen her so much in the tri-state area uh, before she was signed to AEW. So really happy to see her back. I think that she's always had these times where it's like stop and go with her momentum, but it feels like right now, like her momentum is actually going to breathe out a little bit more. And I do agree. It was a really, really great TBS champion or TBS match tonight on dynamite. 
Yeah, same. And I'm so happy because one of my biggest criticisms, and I'm a fan of Jade Cargill, don't get me wrong, but one of my biggest criticisms was, was that I felt we were seeing the same match over and over. And this definitely felt like a huge, uh, refreshing matchup to see for that specific title. We got a super chat here from Heidi Ho who says, I'm just here to find out what is worthy of going back to watch as usual. The beautiful Alabama weather and the motorcycle had my attention tonight. And I'm blaming you guys. Sometimes, you know, we got people that watch every show religiously top to bottom. We got people that just watch the highlights. We got people that only tune in for certain matches, etc. Uh, everybody's got different viewing habits. Brandon Rosenson's in a super chat saying, I'm happy for Chris Statlander, but I would have preferred that they built a feud between her and Jade first. Still, Jade's reign had already gone in stale, so I guess fans are just happy to see her lose. So here's the thing, and we were just talking about viewing patterns, but one of the things, because I kind of stopped watching Rampage like maybe the last month. I had been watching religiously, and I stopped Rampage. Uh, I haven't watched in a month. And I wasn't aware that on Rampage, they had started doing this thing where Jade would not only have her match and do her thing, but afterwards she would call somebody else out and then have another match afterwards. So I do like the way that they did this surprise with Chris Statlander because, you know, she had been gone. She was out due to injury. And I think the little bits that they did on Rampage kind of added to this where it was it was a norm for Jade to essentially be like after this match wanting some more competition so I think if you probably weren't in the loop on Rampage you might have missed that because I know I did um so I personally feel that I love the way that they did the Chris Statlander surprise and I think people really uh I think people really needed uh really needed to see that kind of surprise anime otaku sends in a super chat saying mjfs uh MJFS Punk and Punk and Cena question mark. Uh, I don't know, man. Darth Steven 777 says El Chapulín es todo elite. Uh, we'll talk about that in the second as well. Matt Reichel sends in a super chat saying, oh my God, Denise, imagine if all the pay-per-views were in Chicago. I heard booze when the CM Punk announcement happened. Have a great show, Denise and Alex. We'll get to that in just a second because it was definitely a, a mixed reaction. Heidi Ho says, Denise no selling an earthquake was my favorite thing that happened tonight. Um, and by the Same. way, thank you to everybody who <laughs> did say that there was a little earthquake in Signal Hill, California. Uh, Signal Hill is right by Long Beach, and I'm not too far from Long Beach, so it makes sense as to why I felt that earthquake. So uh, there you go. Very small, little sway makes a lot of sense. All right. <laughs> I don't trust that little sway. I do not trust that little sway. Listen, the first time I was ever in California, I stayed in a hotel and I was in the 16th floor. I was like, wow, what a gorgeous view. Look at that mountain. Look at that billboard. And then my brother called me. He was he I was telling him where I was. He's like, what if there's an earthquake? And I did not have a good time after that because I was petrified. No, I'm not going to lie. There's some earthquakes that are a little fun. Like they kind of wake you up and you're what like, I don't know how to explain it. Like you're a little bit more thankful for life. You're like, ooh, ooh, that one scared me. I'm alive. <laughs> I got a newfound look on life. Uh, it's a little thrill, you know, as long as they're not deadly or anything. There's some earthquakes that are a little fun. They just got to yeah. wake you up a little bit. Snap, snap you back into reality. I guess it's okay if it gets adrenaline in your soul. <laughs> there you go. Adrenaline in my soul. We just felt a little earthquake kind of slow. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Ledeck sends in a super chat saying, luckily I didn't feel the earthquake in Irvine. Uh, no, I think Irvine would be a little bit too too much away from uh, Signal Hill. But <laughs> there you go, guys. Uh, and you, oh my God, I just realized 
that I was literally just talking about how we need more wrestling shows in the West Coast and how it was over the East Coast. And then like literally two minutes later, it was like, oh, tiny little earthquake. Nope, we're coming back to the East Coast, baby. <laughs> Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, so what's your team's, uh, so what's your two's team's name? Daleks, Church of Lucha, Joshi Culture. Huh. I like those, those are cute. How about, uh, Queens of, I don't know. I have no name. I was trying to mix Queen of the Ring and Hollywood Salcedo, but then that wouldn't make any sense. So I don't know. Daleks. Daleks. Denix. Denix. Denix could wear Daleks. I don't know. Hollywood <laughs> of the Ring. Ring of, oh, I don't no. even know anymore. Whatever. We'll come up <laughs> with it later, but let's get to the big news of today. And the big news of today is that Tony Khan uh, had an announcement. <laughs> And the announcement is that CM Punk will officially be at AEW Collision on June 17th when they premiere at the United Center in Chicago. Now, some of you guys may be going, well, why does this matter? We already knew. Everybody and their mothers knew. We've been talking about this for months. However, with CM Punk, you just never really know for sure, right? You never really know. Uh, cards subject to change. We know this in pro wrestling, but uh, it had been reported for a very long time that a big reason as to why Warner Brothers wanted, um, you know, this additional show was for you know, CM Punk to be one of the featured acts on the show. Now, of course, there's so much here, so much history, so much stuff that we have to mention. And the last time that we saw CM Punk in AEW was at that infamous uh, All Out show. He goes out there. You guys can watch the video here on my channel. It's got <laughs> over 1.7 something million views. And oh, yeah. that after that after that media conference, we ended up there was a reported brawl that occurred between A Steel, CM Punk, and the Elite. And this led to suspension. CM Punk was out uh, suspended, but also with an injury. Uh, A Steel was fired and then reportedly recently brought back, but he's going to be apparently working from home. That's what the reports are saying. And now uh, there's also rumors that there's going to be a brand split, and this could possibly obviously be because of maybe the elite not wanting to be in the same room as CM Punk or who the hell knows, but that's clearly the, the, the thing to guess. So when this whole thing went down, it got very ugly online. There was a lot of people that turned on CM Punk. There was people, we were talking about this nonstop, almost everything that can be possibly said or analyzed about all of this has been said, but now CM Punk is coming back. So let's start off with, let's start off with excitement levels. Uh, Alex, are you, uh, are you excited? Are you looking forward to seeing CM Punk return? Where are you at in the spectrum of this? Okay. So I am ready for the drama. I am ready for the drama of it all. And I will say, um, I know that there are a lot of huge, huge, huge CM Punk fans uh, in the fandom of wrestling and also in the media side of wrestling as well. I will say I am probably one of the like minority that can take or leave Punk. I missed the summer of Punk because I was in college when he was in the WWE and during his reign. Uh, and then when I got back into wrestling, it was 
his last Royal Rumble. And then it was CM Punk, Chance Everywhere. And I was like, who is this guy? Uh, but of course, I remember him when he had his Kill Switch Engage theme song in WWE and he won the money in the bank back then. So I am not a passionate CM Punk fan as much as other people are. And with that, my excitement from CM Punk comes from other people. Like when CM Punk had his dog collar match against MJF, when he came out to his uh, AFI song, uh, I knew that moment. I was familiar with that moment because it was a callback to Ring of Honor and his match with Raven, but that didn't like tug in my heart heartstrings the way that it did for other people. So that's just context for how I feel about Punk. Um, going into Collision, I think it's, listen, he's a draw, right? He's going to bring a lot of eyes to the company. He already did bring a lot of eyes when he did debut. I mean, he debuted off of a rumor, right? Sold it out. And now he's back. And now it's just like, I'm curious because when they did announce it, I saw some mixed reactions online and I also heard a little bit of booze in the crowd as well. So I am looking forward to seeing how he is going to be received outside of Chicago, because I think either way, when he comes out into Chicago, he's still going to have a good reception and whether he comes back and debuts as, you know, the, the city's hero, or he comes back and he turns heel. I think either way, he's still going to have a very positive reaction, but once collision gets on the road, that's where I think we're going to see the majority of how the fan base feels and how they're entirely going to book his run. And that's when I want to start analyzing. That's when I want to start seeing and feeling, um, feeling it out of CM Punk's presence in the company. That's how I feel. And I think that there are some fans that feel that way as well. I am so excited that people are just jumping over the moon at the announcement. I mean, for the past few weeks, some of the Tony Khan announcements feels like it should have been an email, you know, but now with this announcement, it's like, okay, an official announcement that we're tuning into We're we're getting in there. Um, but like you said before, we still don't know if this is an exact split, right? An exact split, brand split. I think that some people are fearsome that this might turn into the CM Punk show and we won't get as many highlighted uh, wrestlers that they've already announced. A lot of people were very excited for Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Miro as well, which are honestly three individuals that we haven't seen that much. I mean, we've seen a lot of Powerhouse Hobbs, but I think people want a little bit more of him outside of the TNT title scene. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm trying my best to stay positive, but if the drama is going to continue, let it be the telenovela that it turns out to be, cause I am in it 1000% either way. Okay. So I'm so <laughs> glad we have you on the podcast today, Alex, because you and I are polar opposite. And by that, I mean, when you're talking about big CM <laughs> Punk fans, you got her right here. Um, I cannot even begin to describe, hold on, hold the phone here. I cannot begin to describe what a fan I am of CM Punk. Like he is the guy that, you know, 
made me fall in love with things that I wasn't used to watching because I grew up a WWE fan. Like that was what I grew up on. And so I remember, you know, hearing about CM Punk before he got to the company, uh, before he got to WWE and going back and watching all of these, you know, Ring of Honor matches and this and that and really, really just watching all of his work. And I developed like this, an, this like obsession where, you know, I remember people used to call him the God of wrestling, the God of wrestling. And that was like, I need to figure out who this God of wrestling guy is. And the second I started watching CM Punk, he became my instant favorite. It's always been Jericho, CM Punk, Jericho, CM Punk are my favorite wrestlers. And um, fun fact, I legitimately met my husband on a CM Punk fan page on MySpace. Like, this is how big of my fandom is. I was on a CM Punk MySpace fan page. That's so cute. Oh and when we met, when we met, the first thing he did was give me a, um, because, you know, back in the day, obviously, we didn't have, you know, uh, you know, we didn't have the network, we didn't have all of this other right. stuff that we can do to watch wrestling. Uh, he gave me a CM Punk compilation CD of, you know, these different matches that he had put up on there for me to watch, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember going to the meet and greet, meeting CM Punk, and I had the best moment because I went with this life-sized CM Punk, um, what do you call those things? The the board, the poster boards, the life size oh, the CM Punk poster yeah, boards, cutout the cutouts. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, the yeah. cutouts. I took a big, massive cutout to the Hot Topic signing in Hollywood uh, for <laughs> CM Punk. I got my, I remember because I was in love with the guy. So I got my hair done, got my nails done, did got. I looked flawless that day, and I was so <laughs> excited. And I got there, I gave him the board, and I was like, I was so excited to meet you. Oh my god, you know, full <laughs> fangirl, one oh one. And he looks at the board and he goes, "Is that kissing marks that I see?" And I was like, "Oh my god, like I'm dead right now. This is so embarrassing." But that's just to kind of paint my picture of like. One, I was, you know, my, my fandom from first CM Punk. And then, you know, I get into the media space and uh, you, you obviously got to be a lot more professional and stuff like that. And I remember when CM Punk came into AEW and I was there at that all out uh, media scrum. And that was the first time that I had ever been in, in a space a working space with CM Punk where it was like, okay, obviously I can't be like hot topic fangirl right now. Uh, so I remember being incredibly nervous and so excited that he was there and just being excited because when you, for those that are massive CM Punk fans, it was like seeing him gone from pro wrestling was kind of heartbreaking because, you know, so many people were like, damn, WWE killed his passion. And, you know, eh, like that, they did that to him, right? Like he was so passionate about wrestling and then it died with WWE, right? And, you know, things got so ugly with WWE and CM Punk. So then I never thought that we would see CM Punk back in a professional wrestling setting. So then he's back and, you know, he comes not back, but he debuts in AEW. And to me, this felt massive. Seeing him win the AEW World Championship, massive. I was so heartbroken when he got injured and, you know, we didn't get to see the run that we wanted. And then he gets the title back again and I'm going, hell yeah, like this is it. We're finally going to see the run that we wanted to see as CM Punk fans, the run that we wanted to see for him as AEW World Champion. And then, bam. That same night, the all-out media scrum happens, and I was in that room sitting there thinking, oh my God, 
what is happening right now? And it was one of those things that afterwards, if if you were a big CM Punk fan, I can tell you from experience, I felt I felt like shit when you're going out there and you're reading all the comments and every a lot of people turned on him. And it was like, fuck, like you have to like, it, it was hard because if you're a big fan, if you're a big fan of someone and then, you know, something like this happens, how do you react? Because you realize that, yeah, maybe it wasn't the best thing to go out there and air the dirty laundry but at the same time you're a fan of this person you want to see this person in AEW and so even afterwards like my whole thing when that whole drama went down Alex my whole thing was there's got to be there's always two sides to a story I thought that people completely just pinning all of the blame on CM Punk was too much and I thought like there's got to be two sides to this story man like this isn't a one-sided thing but that was an unpopular opinion to have on social media because it was more so the hate towards CM Punk. Now, fast forward, you know, so much even then happened afterwards, but fast forward to when we started hearing the rumors of, hey, you know, because you didn't know if he was going to be back in, in AW For a long time, I thought he was done with AW. I thought Tony Khan wouldn't bring him back, that they weren't going to see eye to eye and we were going to see the same thing played out that happened with WWE. And it, from the looks of it, he's, you know, it didn't. He's coming back. And so... I want to finally, and I, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know what the politics are going to be like behind the scenes. No idea. But on camera, on this, on TV, I hope that we do finally get the CM Punk run that we want to see, whether it's a babyface run, a heel run. I know a lot of people here in the comments are saying uh, heel, that he has to come back as a heel. Uh, I'm cool with whatever. I feel like heel would probably be the best thing because I, I don't know what that crowd reaction is going to look like. Like you said, outside of Chicago, no earthly idea how people are going to respond. Today, when Tony Khan made the announcement, we were seeing, uh, you know, cheers. There was people that were surprised. Uh, they, they did some really good camera shots for the crowd, but there was a group of people that were booing. And so that is going to be the interesting thing. And even then here in the chat, I'm seeing it. There's people that are here that are like CM Punk is a crybaby uh, or, you know, this and that. There's people that are excited. Uh, I think this is going to be something that, um, you know, people are just going to be on different sides of. Yeah, and I think that's the that for me is always the exciting thing with wrestling. Like, for example, you and I, you're a huge CM Punk fan and I'm very neutral towards him right so i have the pleasure of living vicariously through you through your happiness and you're like you know when you are a huge fan of him but it's also you know i i like it because they're wrestling with wrestling there's always something for everybody right so with individuals people are gonna love or hate you know each other's favorites and that's totally fine but i think at the end of the day it's I think the major problem or problem or issue, I mean, they're not really problems or issues, right? It's just mostly, you know, is, is he going to be well-recepted or well-received backstage in the locker room? Whatever we do outside, like in the ring, in the venue, like is all cool and dandy, but I feel like, you know, I just want everyone to get along. Not everyone is always going to get along. Of course, I know it's that. It's not going to happen, right? It's Especially never not in happen. this business. Not no, in this business. Never, 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 never. And sometimes to ask for professionalism in this business, as we see sometimes at Dark Side of the Ring, it can sometimes be impossible as well. But 
for me, like, that's the thing about CM Punk. He is controversy no matter where he goes, you know? Like, and that's the element of his essence, of his magic in wrestling. He's unpredictable. You never know what he's going to do. He is, you know, the voice of the voiceless. And with Punk right now in this era, I think that there is a good chance to, one, play up to it play up to the mixed reactions you know and you can play into that with the roster as well whoever they they pair him with and that's going to be really exciting to see who his first official feud is going to be with um but regardless like I think with Punk, it's just a very, very interesting time. And that's exactly what we were saying seven years ago when he did first leave WWE. His contract was up in the air. Everyone was chanting his name. He got served the papers on his wedding day. And then he released that podcast. And that podcast, I mean, hell, tonight even. He was trending on Twitter maybe five minutes after the announcement. There were over 3.16 million tweets after five minutes of the announcement, that's wild. And that just proves that this guy is big. No matter if you love him or hate him, he's always going to be big. He's always going to be massive. And I think with AEW, he is a good addition to AEW. Um, I think with Punk, we're just going to have to see. But it's it's one of those where it's like everyone's been on CM Punk Watch. We finally got the date. It's going to be in Chicago. Collision's going to be in Chicago. We finally got the announcement that Punk is going to come back to Chicago. Now it's just the waiting game. And I'm looking forward to seeing how all of it plays out. Well, we got so much more to get into about this, but I do want to get some of these super chats in here. So uh, send in your thoughts, guys. I want to see what you guys are thinking. Are you are you a po- are you not looking forward to seeing CM Punk return? Are you looking forward to it? Let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Grapple Geekery sends in a name saying Hollywood Queens. Uh, Andrew Cool says Eddie Kingston in the game looks like a Wii character. Uh, some of the some of the I've seen some of the screenshots for the Fight Forever video game. I saw the MJF one where they said that he looks like Kevin Dunn in the game. Game. I don't oh, know. Have you seen the no. picture, Alex? I I have I have seen the pictures, but I also saw that it was just the like beta, okay. and they went back and they like beautified. The I whole, hope the mod. so because yeah, yeah, yeah. That I thing saw they up. updated Ed- Eddie Kingston because on uh, <laughs> AW Arcade they were playing the game, and so they were displaying oh. a little bit more of the graphics, and so they fixed up the Eddie Kingston. Thank goodness he doesn't look like a wee character but i'm excited to play the game i'm i've already pre-ordered it for the nintendo switch so i'm excited yeah i just saw the screenshots they pop up on my for you section and i was like no oh my god no uh, i'm not a gamer but we'll see uh, maybe i'll get the game just for shits and giggles i don't know brandon but that's what i said about 2k23 and i still haven't gotten it brandon roseanne <laughs> sends in a super chat saying this brand split hard or soft whatever you want to call it is not sustainable you got to think eventually that they'll all have to be in the same place especially for a pay-per-view right what then uh i believe tony was asked about this in not at the uh, press conference but on the media call ahead of double or nothing and uh there's still not that much information as to whether or not having the added addition of collision is going to mean more pay-per-views or not uh do not do not know yet for sure on that. Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, "I'm with Alex on CM Punk. I can live with or without. We, um, will Collision 
become like Rampage Doe the first time Punk needs time off. No, and here's the thing, like Alex, you did mention uh, wanting to see, um, you know, guys like Powerhouse Hobbs and, you know, those people that are not big names like CM Punk just yet. You want to see them develop and grow on the brand. And that's why you do need names like CM Punk, I do think will help, uh, you know, like we mentioned, elevate some of these guys, get that rub, you know, they're, I'm hoping we get to see some fresh matchups. That was something that we did get to see when CM Punk came in. I'm speaking of Powerhouse Hobbs. He had that match with Powerhouse Hobbs. I uh, had a match with Darby Allen. Uh, these were all, you know, newer faces that got to get in there with CM Punk and got a little something from that. So I do want to see that happen on Collision. Uh, I, I, I hope, and I think that AW is aware of this. I don't, think that collision will become like rampage i think that they're aware that they can't do that because there's already you know certain people that are like oh this is going to be on a saturday show it's not gonna it's not gonna make it it's not gonna survive this and that saturday is a terrible day and you know there's people that are saying that right i don't think so i think if they go out there and they put on a solid product i think people will uh tune in and they will watch because people are looking for shit to do on saturday nights you ain't you can't always be going out sometimes you gotta stay home and watch tv Oh, some of us over the age of 30 stay in, okay? Maybe we do want to watch or Collision while we play Stardew Valley on Nintendo Switches, you know, or we're knitting or something, all right? We're over the age of 30. Sometimes the clubs are not for us. <laughs> I was never a club person, not even when I was like at the age where I should have been. Uh, Pastel the Blurred sends in a super chat. Thank you so much saying, um, I've come to terms that CM Punk may be the millennial Hogan. I feel dirty just saying that. Can't wait to watch Collision. I don't want to compare the two. Uh, See, you know. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't compare the two. I've seen the comparisons before. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think Punk is just like, in a world of his own. Maybe he's a good example in wrestling of separating the art from the artist of how, you know, how people feel about him as a person. But I mean, I don't know, he's a good draw, man. He's a good draw. <laughs> uh, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, I'm a fan of him, that I am. Punk's behavior that night was incredibly unprofessional and it is an all punk wrestling team elites. Like I told you guys, we're all going to be on different sides here and it's going to be hard not to have a little bit of bias because, you know, if you're a bigger fan of the Young Bucks uh, or you're a bigger fan of CM Punk, you're going to have a little bit of bias in there. Like, I know, I feel, I can feel my bias. Like, I can feel it. Like, I know it's there. Uh, and I just think that, you know, it's something to acknowledge. Uh, Uriel Landero sends in a super chat saying, as a neutral, Punk can run on nostalgia for only so long. Maybe a hot take, but I personally haven't been impressed. No offense to the fans. Dude, no offense taken. This is the other thing that I do want to say is that, uh, you know, I know Twitter can get ugly and I know that all of these, you know, different forums and whatnot can get ugly, but I don't like there's bigger shit going on in life. I'm not going to be offended if you're not a fan of my favorite wrestler. Like, I'm not going to be like, you should die, go die somewhere. <laughs> no, yeah. thanks. Like people have different opinions. It's completely fine. Uh, we got underground Knights who sends in a super chat. Thank you so much saying it's punk's return gimmick going to be Mr. Positivity, like the male version of Willow. I picture him being friendly with everyone. I don't think so. I no. can't even see it. Even if they wanted to do something like that, I don't think I can see it. Well, did you see what he posted on his Instagram story? It was a link to, uh, the scene from Billy Madison when Adam Sandler is playing dodgeball with the kids. 
He's oh like my wrecking God. house on the kids. Uh, so I don't know. So Punk is always like that, though, right? Like he's always like teasing a little bit and kind of putting out subliminal messages in a way on on uh, Instagram, especially. But uh, we're just gonna have to see. I don't know. <laughs> James Haven sends in a super chat saying, "Hope that CM Punk and Jeff feud uh, happens very soon." Are you? I mean, assuming you're talking, are you talking about Jeff Jarrett? Are you talking about Jeff Hardy? Which Jeff are we talking about? Sorry, I'd rather see Jeff Jarrett than Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Just making sure. I don't want to assume here. So, so James, just to you don't have to send in a super chat, but just elaborate on that one. As Stephen Marchuli sends in a super chat saying, CM Punk is the current day ultimate warrior in terms of wrestling's fan reaction. Thank you so much to Steven for also sending in this super chat. Um, okay, we got a couple more. Let's get into those. This one's from Matt Logan. Thank you so much to Matt who says, uh, Alex Dynamite in Boston, July, then have out July, then have collision at the Prudential Center that Saturday. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You want me booked on Dynamite? You're gonna have to call up Will Washington. I don't know about that. (laughs) Everybody be calling up Will Washington. (laughs) Hey yo, Will, you got the scoops? No. Matt Logan, thank you so much for the super chat here. Um, alrighty, and let's see what else Lord Pelagius says. So he's seen Billy Madison, but not Rocky. You've seen Rocky, right, Alex? No, Alex, no, no. This is like a rite of human passage. Everybody here should have seen Rocky at some fuck. I'm like not like a nerd. I don't I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself like a nerd or like. How do I explain it? Like, I sometimes miss out on certain things that I should have seen. If mm-hmm. I can watch Rocky, so can everybody else. Um, you need to, I've, yeah, my favorite, my favorite is Rocky four. I've seen one, two, three, four. I think it's seen part of five. Um, but there's five, uh, there's more. I think I forgot how many there is, but there's more. Um, but for me, I usually just, the ones I've chosen to rewatch are one and four. Like I won't rewatch the other ones or anything like that. Have you seen Creed? No, it's pretty good too. I have not seen any of those, but I definitely have seen uh, all of the Star Wars prequels and originals, director's cuts with the commentary DVD as well. Um, But no, I have not seen any of those. It's on my list, okay? okay? I have gotten it. I have gotten shit for it my entire life anyone that meets me and they're like oh you're a wrestling fan oh so you've watched rocky no i haven't watched rocky i'm so sorry i'm so sorry adrian i'm so sorry it's funny though that everybody knows that adrian uh, <laughs> i know, yeah, I know says, what that is. <laughs> six rockies three creeds thank you i've seen creed one for sure I think I saw Creed 2 as well. I have not for, I have not seen Creed 3 though. So I have seen the first two Creeds, but not. Uh, I've seen Ro- Rocky 1 through 5. I didn't see 6, but I did see Creed 1 and 2. So there you go. That's where I'm at on all of this. Um, but yes. I shouldn't here. complain, honestly, because there's so many Star Wars like movies and shows. I, do, I should get on it, but anywho. <laughs> this is homework for anybody who hasn't seen uh who hasn't seen uh, freaking Rocky? Y'all need to go out and watch. I remember my mom, she she taught me a little dance. It was like a really stupid, silly dance, but um, for the eye of the tiger, you know how it's like, dun, 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 dun. So my uh-huh. mom and my, my little cousin, she used to have us do like fist. So every time we used to be like, dun, 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 dun. 
Dun, dun. So every time we heard the little dun, we'd do a little fist and sink it and shake it up. And so that's what I did when I was a kid, you know? But there you go. Um, I think everybody should watch it. Uh, it's A lot of people say this, and I agree. It has one of the best soundtracks ever as well. Um, Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, I'd love to see heel punk as long as he interacts with everyone. No separation. Imagine if he started by destroying Orange Cassidy and dropped a pipe bomb. No, I don't think they do that. I think Tony's a lot. Uh, I think, look... I, I, for the most part, would say that I trust the direction of whatever they choose to do with CM Punk on camera, because even before this, it's the, everything that happened with CM Punk and, uh, you know, and the programming, nothing was bad in the programming, like the programming was great. Uh, everything that he did on the programming was, I was a fan of, I loved the feuds that he was in, everything was great, the promos, the matches, all of it, um, the people that got to got the that got to get the rub from CM Punk and this and that. Um, the problems are more so backstage. Like, that's the problem. But everything that they were doing storyline-wise, I was a fan of, man. Um, I do have a question for you, Alex, and for the people here, and I'm curious. One of my predictions, when I did my predictions video with CM, with CM Punk, with uh, a, <laughs> I wish, right? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't get CM Punk. I had the dirt cheap boy, Sean Ross Sapp. But when Sean and I did our uh, our little predictions for 2023 and crazy things that would happen in wrestling, uh, my prediction was that we would get CM Punk, Kenny Omega. Do you think that there's an actual possibility that might happen? Yes, I do oh, think God. so. I do think so. I mean, that's, that's money on the table that you're losing out on if you don't book that. The question is when, and if you possibly could do it for all in it's think about it. It's the one year anniversary of the brawl. You're trying to sell out a huge show across the seas. I mean, that, that could be the main event of that show possibly. See but what I'm really excited about. You know what I'm really excited about? And by the way, thank you so much for saying yes, because I want to manifest it. I want CM Punk, Kenny Omega. Let's make it happen, guys. Please, let's manifest it. I don't care if you're anti-CM Punk, pro-CM Punk. Let's manifest. Do me a solid and manifest this match. <laughs> okay, so I do have to say, I may be neutral on Punk, but I am pro-Kenny Omega. I have... Not many people know this, but I have a Kenny Omega tattoo on my leg. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a little tiny devil version of like cleaner Terminator Kenny Omega. Because I fell in love with him when he became the leader of the Bullet Club. And I followed him religiously uh, in New Japan during that run, during that chase for the IWGP, uh, him against Okada. So I am pro Kenny. And you as a pro CM Punk... I think we could manifest this together and make it happen. I mean, again, it's money on the table that they're missing on out on if they don't do it eventually this year, right? I would, I mean, hey man, if someone was like, hey Denise, if you do a podcast with your worst enemy, but you're gonna make like $2 million, would you do it? Hell yeah, I would. Yeah. You kidding me? I ain't leaving money on the table. We got pills, bit pills. We got bills to pay. <laughs> we got bills. And I don't bills got pills to pay. to pay. Okay, I don't got pills to pay. I got bills I mean, to pay. I'll tell you this much: I do. So, <laughs> and that's on mental health. <laughs> oh my 
my god um okay let's get some more comments in here we got so much going on and also i want to hear what people have to say about matchups they might want to see with CM Punk. I I'm curious about that as well. But let's see what people got here. Uh, this is from 2K Universe Elite. Thank you so much for sending in the super chat. Uh, 2K Universe says, love CM Punk, but at this point, how long can his body take the bumps? And is he out again for months? Hopefully not. I'm really hoping that we get a good lengthy period with CM Punk. And I mean, this feels like this could be, you know, this could be the, the, the thing, you know, the thing we've been waiting for. So Man, I hope it all goes well. Amanda Savage, thank you so much for this generous super chat. Amanda says, shh, no one tell on me. I'm on the writing shift, but I was posting on, on Russell Talks Twitter and saw you lovelies were live. Two of my favorites. Thank you for your voices manifesting with you both. Thank you so much, Amanda. We appreciate your support, <laughs> your love. And don't worry, we, we won't go telling everybody. I mean, just on the on the stream, but thank you so much. I'm, we appreciate temp I'm love. texting Tempest now. No kidding. <laughs> I love it. All right. We got people sending in some predictions here of people that they would want to see. Uh, let's see. We got D. Laura who says CM Punk versus Swerve. I think that would be really freaking great. That would be something. Uh, and here's another one. This is from My Name Is Not Earl who says CM Punk versus Samoa Joe is a definite uh, Punk versus Starks with a heel Starks as well as another one here. And then uh, let's see what else we got here. We got another one saying CM Punk and Chris Jericho. <laughs> CM Punk and Chris Jericho. Uh, so we, we, we have seen that in the past, but uh, there you go. Uh, we got Young Chove says CM Punk versus MJF as well. Uh, CM Punk versus Brian Danielson. I mean, there's a lot of options of people and matches that we would want to see. Um, okay, so we'll come back if, um, to the CM Punk stuff if any other topics arise. Uh, I'll read this one too from... We got a couple more. This one's from Patrick who says they want to see CM Punk Jungle Boy. Justin says Punk versus Orange Cassidy and Punk versus Miro and Punk versus Andrade. Uh, Lord Pelagia says Punk versus Eddie with Eddie making the point that he was right. Uh, yes, Punk versus Kingston uh, part two. So we do got a lot of different matchups that we still want to see. We still want to get done and all of that. But we still got to get to the rest of AEW Dynamite, y'all. So let's get to this. Let's talk about some of the important gist. Uh, we had our opening match here today, and it was Bandito and the Lucha Brothers teaming up. I'm um, sorry, teaming up to take on the Blackpool Combat Club. Brian Danielson was on commentary. Bandito was channeling El Chapulín Colorado, and Alex, oh my God, my reaction the second that Bandito came out as Chapulín, I was like, oh my God, I was so, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this, but I felt like happy and emotional at the same time. Like, that's a little weird, but I was very excited about this. Uh, what'd you think about this? What'd you think about the match? Oh my gosh. I was so excited to see that gear on him. First of all, the gear alone, like, looked so cool. It looked so, so cool. And I remember it like, I grew up watching that show. It was more my grandfather's show. He absolutely loved it. So I do remember it. And whenever I see anybody cosplay that at Comic-Con, I'm like, oh my God, I know who you are. So <laughs> that was really exciting. This opening match, Blackpool Combat Club and Lucha Bros and Bandito, whenever they open up a Dynamite, I just know that that opening match is going to be so good. And this one did not fail. I really, really enjoyed the story that they're telling with Yuta. I mean, Wheeler Yuta, he pinned Kenny Omega at Deborah and nothing, and he got the pin today, tonight as well. So I'm really liking that, and I'm looking forward to seeing the momentum that they take that with Wheeler Yuta. 
also we have to talk about that what was it 50 time vertical suplex that they did how did how did you not just pass out from blood just rushing through <laughs> your head no idea i think some people just they, they could do that stuff and it's like there's so many times where i see things happen in a match where i'm like god are you human is this is this the thing but that's really right. cool and that's like when you mention like anytime you see these guys opening up the show you know you're gonna get stuff like this you know it's gonna be very entertaining so a uh, thumbs up on all of this uh yuri alandero says today proved tk has little knowledge for our mexican culture el chapulín colorado would have never lost hell no nah, we need aw back in <laughs> la or oc this was the other thing that i did want to mention was that i did wish i mean it's so easy for uh i wish commentary would have made a mention of it too because they were like completely like they had no idea what what uh what bandito was dressed as like they had no idea i'm like oh god like it 30 seconds before you, you see bandito walking around with this outfit as a commentary person i would go up to them up to him and be like yo what's that what's going on here can you give me a little bit of some info so maybe i could say it on the air uh, mm -hmm. i thought it would have been nice for some of the people that may not know hey why is he going out there dressed like this with freaking horns and a hammer and freaking yellow and red like what's going on here uh so i do think that they should have uh you know maybe made a little tiny mention of it on so on commentary uh reggie Simmons sends in a super chat saying much love to the church of josie got my ticks for the collision show summertime chicago is the mecca of professional wrestling this summer thank you so much reggie and we hope that you have a good time at the collision show yes, uh, thank Joshi you so much bless, reggie thank you <laughs> and uh yeah by the way carlos ronico is a youtube member asked me why i wasn't there at the show guys uh i wasn't gonna drive two hours and something like two and a half hours to san diego uh i only go to the shows where i know i'm gonna make some money back because uh i got bills to pay i got pills to pay i got everything <laughs> to pay uh unless it's here in los angeles then obviously i'm gonna go because you know also you were just in vegas yeah, listen, just in listen vegas. the number one woman in sports entertainment media needs a break too guys okay yeah all right unless you guys are driving her two hours back and forth Come it's just on. Like, i wouldn't be able to do my post show and i'm like i don't want to miss my post show like that's not what i want to do so it's just too much to have to go back and forth sometimes. So you got to pick which shows are worth it. Um, we also got Swerve Strickland versus Big Bill versus Trent Beretta. Uh, we saw Swerve get the victory, and he is going to go on next week to face Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. Um, thoughts on this one, Alex? I was hoping, like, I don't know. I was hoping this match would have been orange cassidy and trent beretta versus or rather we're going back to the orange cassidy i'm jumping ahead a little bit but this match was good everyone did their parts everyone did it very well uh and i think that swerve deserved the win but jumping a little bit ahead i thought that having swerve and orange cassidy you know th those two having a match tonight i felt like it should have been orange cassidy with trent beretta versus Brian Cage and Swerve Strickland. I think it would have added a little bit more to the story, but I mean, everyone got their shine individually, each com each competitor within each each of the matches. So, I mean, it was good. I was satisfied. Yeah, I think so too. And I think my thing with this one was more so of like, I, I thought this was a fresh matchup. So I really like seeing like this three way and I kind of would want to see more three ways uh, 
we don't get to see that very many. So this was definitely something that I enjoyed. And I thought it was a really great win for Swerve. And coming off of that ending of that battle royal, that was chef's kiss. I mean, come on. Uh, we got a we got a video of uh, actually I'll save that for later. Let's get into I'm going to skip over to Don Callis, Don Callis and Kanoshke Takeshita because, oh, boy, uh, this was heat at its finest uh don Callis had i, I want to give an award to the people in san diego man they really really brought it they were booing this man so much that i only heard half of what don Callis was saying because this man was being booed so freaking much and they also like they also had some really great crowd shots and i i almost wanted to go back and like screenshot some of the reactions but then i'm like i don't want to screenshot them and put people on blast you know but there were some really good ones like there were people that were like booing like their life depended on it and that's the kind of stuff that i like to see but anyways so let's talk about you know what went down obviously you know Takeshita. uh uh, you know, betrayed the elite at Anarchy in the Arena, aligning himself with Don Callis and the BCC and this and that. Del uh, Callis comes out there and he's basically saying that he hopes these boos are for Kenny Omega because he is the victim. And this is something he said last time too, that he is the victim. And he's saying that all of Kenny Omega's accomplishments were that they occurred because of him. And then he's going out there and saying that Takeshita is better than Okada, that he's better than Kenny Omega. And then um, he says that he's going to, uh, that because Kenny Omega destroyed his family, he's going to destroy the elite. And so that's what we basically got here. Uh, how shocked were you by the amount of booze that Don Callis was getting here tonight? I wasn't shocked that there were booze, but I was shocked of how big they were. I can't I can't remember the last time I've heard booze like that on Dynamite where I couldn't even hear the person talking on the into the microphone. Like I could not I can't I can't really remember. I'm sure the chat will like maybe remind us of it, but like it was really it was really good. Like coming out of double or nothing the the way that it all planned out with Kanoshke Takeshita I love my cinnamon boy my cinnabun boy rather my cinnabun baby boy I love him so much and I will boo Don Callis but I will still love the bun bun boy so <laughs> with that being said uh, with the way that everything played out at Dubber or Nothing, I was like, oh, okay, that sucks, but, uh, all right. And then going into this, I did not expect so many people to just boo the hell out of these two individuals, but I absolutely loved to see it. But one of my favorite shots of the entire night was when Don Callis mentioned Okada, and then they had the shot of... Konosuke Takeshita with the Forbidden Door ad behind him. So I thought that was interesting. Maybe Ooh, it's Easter a little egg. bit foreshadowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, like, big shout out to San Diego for this segment alone. They carried it and it was their moment. The Don and the Dom 
are getting the biggest heats and and rest in at least in WB and AEW right now. Like, yeah. isn't that's kind of crazy? I made a stupid <laughs> joke online about like hot chips, and I put uh, freaking uh, Dominic Mysterio on one and and Don Callis on the other one. <laughs> really stupid, but you guys can check that out on Twitter. Uh, and yes, Expo Nurse says that Don is a master troll. He really, really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got here. This is from Aaron Murray, who says the smart thing to do is. AEW needs to have Don Callis to come out for the next couple of weeks. They need to capitalize on this. They need to ta- definitely capitalize yeah. on this heat, man. Like, keep it going. And Takeshita, like that facial expression that he made uh, uh, at Anarchy in the Arena when he revealed himself and then he turns and he does this, like, side profile to the camera. He's like, you saw that, right? Like, the this. He's, he, he's bringing it, man. Like he, he needs to keep, you can tell he's feeling himself in this, by the way. Like you can tell he's enjoying being the bad guy. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, he is. Like he's such a sweetheart. You know how they like say on, in movies that the biggest, baddest villains in movies, some of the times the actors are just the sweetest people on earth. Like Rachel McAdams, who played Regina George. They always say that she was like the sweetest person, but she played the role so well. Maybe Takeshita is going to be that. Maybe be the Regina George of wrestling. Hey, with I'm a here for it. By his side. <laughs> I'm here for it. He's got it all. He's got it all. I love it. Uh, Underground Knight says people were flipping them off. I love oh that my stuff. Yoran says good. Don Callis Heat. You got to love it. I agree. I definitely, definitely agree. Uh, all righty. And let's go ahead and press on from this. Uh, afterwards, um, we ended up, let's get into the Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen defeating uh, the Gates of Agony match. Um, really quickly, love to see Darby and Orange team up again. We got to see Sting come out. This was fun. You can always expect him to come out in the uh, SoCal shows. You know, he came out at Dynamite in LA and then obviously in San Diego. Uh, and so good to see him for sure. Uh, post, So basically, he came out during the post-match because we had Cage Strickland and uh, Prince Nana basically going and making their way to try and attack um you know darby and cassidy and all of them so sting's music hit he comes out there and they gone they leave mogul embassy leaves they jam and then that's when we kind of uh see that swerve still not taking his eyes off of the international title and then we already talked about that match is going to be happening next week i'm curious do we see the uh aw international title change hands or not It's bound time to change hands. I don't want it to happen yet because I really like Orange Cassidy's reign. But I think something needs to happen with Swerve. I think something big. He needs a bigger win. So why not carry on the 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 heel run that he's already have and just take the title away from Orange Cassidy because that would build up his character a little bit more on television. And I think that he uh could do really well with that championship but i don't want it to end denise i want orange cassidy to carry it on he's so good (laughs) this is one of the situations where i'm cool with either option i'm cool with orange cassidy retaining the title but i'm also very cool with seeing swerve become the champ because he's he's been going out there and really proving himself and at some point you're gonna want to see him actually you know 
have something that sticks, have something that lands, and this could be it. Um, we also ended up getting a hook out there with Tony Schiavone. He's uh, interrupted by La Facción Ingobernable with Preston and Jarlistico and Jose, the assistant. And uh, they're basically going out there and talking about how they get no opportunity. So they attack Hook. And then Jungle Boy comes out and helps out his buddy, uh, runs them off because he comes out there with a chair. And so afterwards, we end up seeing... Um, Hook suplex Jose, the assistant, and then they fist bump together, uh, Hook and Jungle Boy. Uh, Hook and Jungle Boy, former friends. Well, they never really like had like a falling out or anything, but you know, we were seeing them for a bit together. Then they kind of ditched that, and Jungle Boy went off and kind of did his own thing. And now it looks like they're circling back to this. What do you think? For a moment, I thought Jungle Boy was going to turn heel. I know that everyone was Yeah, everybody's been waiting for it. Yeah, everyone's been waiting for it. And they kind of teased it on Sunday as well at Double or Nothing. So when I saw him come out with the chair and there was points where like he held the chair up and he was behind Hook for a second, I almost had a flashback to shield days you know but <laughs> for a second i really really thought that uh jungle boy was going to turn but it's good to see them back but i wanted to ask you denise what do you think of darby allen and jungle boy in their positions now on the show after the match that they had at double or nothing because it was interesting to see them now at, with the aftermath of that match I think when Jungle Boy is as expected, I think that if they do do the heel turn, it would work phenomenally if he did it against Hook and he turned on Hook because everybody loves Hook. So that would be phenomenal for him. As for Darby, you know, it's really just the week after. So I feel like I still need a little bit more to like add to it because, you know, yeah, he's going out there and he's teaming with, you know, Orange Cassidy and this and that, and that's all fine and dandy. But it's like, he was the only other person that I considered possibly becoming AW world champion if MJF didn't retain. So I do want to see Darby, you know, kind of stay up there, stay up there in a full, in a, a, a stay up there in important, in important storylines and this and that. And I feel like right now it's like one week. Okay, fine. This was fine. Like, I just didn't think that, you know, the gates of agony, it's not like they're a focal featured act on AEW. So I feel like it kind of felt a little bit like I didn't care too much about the actual matchup. I, I cared about seeing them team up together, uh, Cassidy and Allen, but I didn't necessarily care about this actual uh, tag team matchup. Like the Gates of Agony, I wasn't necessarily going like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this match. Like that was not necessarily there for me. So yeah, it does kind of feel like a little bit of like, okay, well, let's keep it going with Darby. Let's do something. And same thing with Orange Cassidy, but clearly he's doing this with, uh, moving on to this with Swerve. So that's exciting. Um, we got a super chat here from Roberto Arsenal who says, I want Naito at the pay-per-view this year. He's my fave. Uh, I really hope that would be a great one as well to see at uh, Forbidden Door. I'm excited for Forbidden Door. I think it's going to be a good one, guys. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, okay, and next up, let's finally get into this one here. And we got Chris Statlander, the new TBS champion. Um, taking on Nyla Rose and earlier in the night they also played a really nice video package for her where she was kind of getting really emotional uh, I don't know if you watched her scrum Alex but it was so nice to hear her talk because she's just a real person I can't explain it like so many people go up there and it's like some people are obviously in character. Uh, some people might be a little bit nervous and then there's some people that just go out there and they're just humans talking and answering questions and that's what Christy Islander was she was very lovely um this was a lot of fun we saw Nyla Rose go after both knees of Chris Tatlander unfortunately going after those and um 
we saw a moment where Chris hits the blue thunder bomb on Nyla Rose. That was fun. Nyla goes with and gets her with a cannonball to the outside. Uh, but for the actual win, we see a 450 splash from Chris Statlander. It looked very lovely. She wins this match. Great first defense. Uh, how did you feel about seeing Chris Statlander return? And, oh, wait, I already asked you that. Never mind. I want to see how more so how you felt about this match. We, we, already, we already talked about that. Never mind. I'll answer the question anyway. I'm excited <laughs> to see Chris Tanlander return back to my television screen. Uh, this match, like we were saying earlier, I like the different vibe of this TBS match. You know, like I like that um we're getting a little bit more within a match like i love jade i really do but sometimes we were kind of getting the same format of a match but this felt so different there were two different competitors that both respectfully we have not seen on dynamite in a while uh with nyla and chris as well nyla keep her on my tv I need her on my TV every single week. Uh, but this was a really good match. Again, a good match to uh, showcase and spotlight both of these women, again, that we haven't seen in a while. And it's always nice to see some kind of variety within the women's division at this period of time as well. Um, Taya Valkyrie was watching the match backstage. So yes. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing how all of that plays out with Chris Statlander. That would be a really good beginning feud for her. Uh, again, this was a really great title defense for Chris Statlander as well. Uh, and I noticed that maybe I think she was doing sign language at the end of her match. And I have to say, I absolutely love it. I love Chris Statlander. I am biased when it comes to Chris Statlander. And I did see a little bit of her press conference after Double or Nothing. And she almost, she's very human. Like, she's very humble. Like, she gives me the same vibe that Willow Nightingale gives me when she speaks and she cuts a promo. Like, I can just relate to her. And I always love a wrestler where I feel like I can be their best friend. And that's Chris yeah. Statlander for me. Uh, I also just want her to punch me in the face and throw me across the room. But that's a completely different topic. <laughs> so um, I'm so glad that you reminded me again about Taya because that was something I had on my notes and forgot to mention. But Taya watching on during this match, I thought, hell yes, perfect perfect first uh you know uh, aside from nyla rosa first second defense for chris statlander oh my god that to me is gonna be pretty damn good i want to see them just go i want to see them get the time get the uh just get the time to actually go at it in this match big fan of that so thumbs up um last but not least we got to get into the main event which was chris jericho teaming up with soraya to take on Britt baker and adam cole and uh here we got some good stuff man we got Sheeta going out there uh taking out the outcasts eliminating them from ringside we see Britt lock in the uh lock john chris jericho which was a fun visual to see uh for the finish we see adam cole hit the boom on jericho and gets the win how did you feel about this matchup? Do you, how are you, how invested are you in the story that they're doing here? Not at all. This story Ooh. needs to end. No, I think this story needs to end. Well, the like match was now. terrible with Jericho yeah. and Adam Cole, so like, I don't blame you. I think, well, I think at Double or Nothing, this should have been the match. Instead of the unsanctioned between Jericho and Cole, it should have been this tag match that we saw tonight. Although tonight, this was a good main event and for a good episode of Dynamite, especially like a post-Double or Nothing episode. But I think that this was a good match. Like, let's tie the bow around it. Um, if Britt decide, I mean, 
Bray is not done with the outcast. I think that's safe to say. But I would love to see Adam Cole be done with Chris Jericho. Move on. Get another feud under your belt. Uh, or even go after a title, if you will. TNT. Whatever it is. Whatever it is that it means to Adam Cole. Uh, but I want to see something different because... They just did not mesh well at Double or Nothing. And so for me, in terms of that story with Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, I need the them to tie a, the bow on that. But again, you know, Britt Baker and the Outcasts are not going to be done. Now that Tony Storm is AEW Women's Champion, you know, Jamie Hayter is out. That's Britt Baker's best girl, you know, and um, Britt Baker is down one person when it comes to someone on her side and although she does have Hukaru Shida uh, she's missing one more person which is Jamie Hayter so again I don't think that that story is going to tie up anytime soon especially going into All In but I'm done with Jericho and Cole get me something else <laughs> I can't disagree with you on that one after that match a double or nothing I cannot disagree and I was looking forward to that match I was so looking forward to it and it was I mean Roderick Strong Jericho was a zillion times better man that shit was so entertaining this was not that was a sleeper but I want to read this comment from Justin Martin who says um Brit matching gear Brit doing Cole's entrance mannerisms those two do make a cool team inside the ring as well I agree I did like seeing them uh team up together Together, and why the hell not? I mean, they're they're married. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, guys, that was AEW Dynamite uh, May 31st edition. Uh, I want to thank you so much, Alex, for hopping on and for doing the show. Uh, before we wrap up, just a friendly reminder to everybody. Of course, we've been talking a whole lot about Collision. I will be here with Alex, actually. You're going to be on for the June 17th show. Uh, for the June 17th show, uh, we will be here to talk about, uh, you know, CM Punk coming back and who knows what's going to go down i'm excited to see if he's going to do a promo what's he going to say what's going to happen i'm ready for it so uh, i'm really looking forward to that so make sure you guys are here uh, starting saturdays i will be here to talk about collision and then on top of that you know tuesdays i'm here to talk about nxt every single wednesday aw dynamite friday smackdown i will be back here this friday to talk about smackdown so make sure you guys tune in for that tim weinerger jr sends in a super chat saying could you see Jade come back as a face to join Brit and Cheetah? I don't know about joining them per se, um, but I do think that she is going to come back as a baby face. I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't see the, her joining them, but I do see her coming back as a face. Thank you so much to Tim uh, for sending in this YouTube uh, YouTube for sending in this super chat. I appreciate it because Tim's also a YouTube member. So I want to make sure to shout that out as well. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you so much, Alex. Where can the people support you and give you some love? Oh, okay. So uh, I actually just uploaded my Dark Side of the Ring reaction video on my YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash queen of the ring wrestling. You can check that out. And I do live watch alongs every Tuesday for this brand new season. So come hang out if you got no one else to watch the show with i am there for you of course you can follow me on twitter at queen of the ring twitch.tv slash queen of the ring as well and if you want to get to know more about joshi wrestling i am going to be live with my co-host kayla this sunday at 12 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash church of joshi and we are going to be covering sendai girls so if you want to know more about that promotion come through 
And I think that's all I have to plug. You know, when there's so many things that you have to yeah. plug, you're like, I don't want to miss anything. That's it, folks. I feel you. I feel you guys. Uh, the link to follow Alex is in the description box below. So make sure you guys go ahead and give her some love as well. You guys know where to find me, Twitter, Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Please check out the media scrums uh, on here. Brian Danielson, Tony Khan, MJF, Tony Storm, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassie. Those are all up here on the channel. There are some really good stuff in there. Please check those out, guys. That's how I make my money back by you guys watching those videos on YouTube. Hell, put it in the background. I don't care. Put it on mute. Just click them videos and watch them. Uh, they really do help me out a whole, whole lot. Uh, we officially surpassed over 111,000 subscribers here on the channel. So if you haven't already, click that subscribe button and we will catch you guys uh, next time. Thank you so much to everybody. Bye.